The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Kits, your Monday, May 2nd edition. Got a six-game slate on tap for you this Monday, starting at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time, a little earlier than normal. There's like two or three early day games. There'll be an early turbo slate and whatnot there. So if you want a full day of DFS action, it is there for you. But more importantly, hope you guys had a great weekend, lots of fun, enjoyed some good weather, hopefully. Got outside a bit, friends, family, enjoyed all the baseball fun we had. And if you're playing some DFS action, come join the Fancy DGNs Discord. It is free, and there's always a ton of great information going in there. There's other sports discussed as well, but baseball is the one that is popping right now. So come have some fun in there. It's free. Just hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick, and I'll help you out along the way to get into that room. Also, if you're a season-long fantasy baseball player or you just want to get more info for your DFS needs, check out the Bench with Bubba's podcast. Come at you at least twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, with the occasional other extra guest episode throughout the week. So come check that out as well. But here you go, folks. This should be quick in and out. Six games on your Monday. Totals on this slate. We don't even, we're still missing one game, but we got D-backs Marlins, six and a half. Twins O's, seven and a half. Yankees Jays, eight and a half. Mariners Astros, eight and a half. Rays, Athletics, seven. We're still waiting on the total for the Braves and the Mets. And I just want to double check something here to make sure we got the right pitchers on DK because the only thing that would make sense for this situation is um, the pitchers aren't official. And DK has been known to fudge that up from time to time. But right now, according to MLB.com, it is what DK has, Freed versus Bassett. So that is great to see. Let's get in on this action. Pitching on the slate, Chris Bassett is 96 hundo at home against the Atlanta Braves to make for one heck of a contrarian play. Bassett's been great in three of his four starts so far this year. His only scuffle was against the Gigantes. Otherwise, he's gone six innings in all four starts, one or less in three of four starts. He's got at least six Ks in every start, so he's been great. Throwing 95-plus pitches pretty much every start. Lots of great reliability there, but it is the Braves, which is a slight concern, but they are striking out 24% of the time versus righties with a 222 average, but a nice 174 ISO. So keep that in mind when you're looking at uh, Bassett. But Bassett makes for a good tournament play at 96. You got Max Freed at 93, who's been 
pretty darn outstanding himself in this one. Um, coming in back to back 20 plus point performances. If you want to attack the Mets, you can. Not something I love to do because they're just not like you're not, you're not crushing the Mets, but you can get to them. A 22% K rate, 236 average, 104 ISO. You just need free to get the job done, which he has. His uh, ground ball rate's gone up tremendously. We actually talked about him on the last bench with Bubba Bubba in the Bloom. So uh, Freed is interesting, but when you look at the high price guys, nine K and above, Bassett Freed, they're heading they're, they're head to head. Atlanta and the Mets. I like Bassett over Freed just for the strikeout upside in that matchup, but Freed might have the better lineup to attack. But the guy that's most intriguing to me is Pablo Lopez at ten thousand dollars. Pablo Lopez, guilty right here. I thought he was hurt. All the reports said he was hurt, so I was I've avoided him at all costs in season long fantasy. This is the beauty of DFS, folks. We get to re- we get repentance on our sins. And Pablo Lopez has looked great. He's looked healthy through 100 pitches two starts ago. He's got at least 84 pitches in three straight starts, 27 or more DK points in two straight starts, 16 or more in all four starts. So at worst, you know, he might not live up to the 10K price tag, but if he can get you 16 plus points, he's not crushing you either, which is a beautiful thing. At least five innings in every start and six or more Ks in three of four starts, which is what we're looking for in DK. Give us those strikeouts. You know who can give you those strikeouts? The Arizona Diamondbacks, 26% K rate. Buck 89 average, buck 40 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So you got a guy like uh, Pablo Lopez at 10K. Not a lot of people want to pay that price. We look to attack the D-backs. Yes, the D-backs went off on Sunday. That's fine. Mikolas got 7Ks and 7 and a third the start before that. Uh, They've been shut down way more often than not. Pablo Lopez at 10K. Now, if he's chalky, we'll discuss that in in the Discord. But for now, I like me some Pablo at 10K, followed by some Chris Bassett at 96 now, if you're sliding down the price points here, Drew Rasmussen is a very intriguing one at 8,300 bucks. I think he'll be very popular because he's facing the awful, wonderful Oakland Athletics. But he threw 84 pitches his last time out. That was after 64 and 68. Six shutout innings, nine Ks. That's great. He's given up three runs or less in each start, but the strikeouts weren't there in his first two starts against the Orioles and the White Sox. Striking out nine against Seattle is pretty, pretty good stuff. And now you get an Oakland Athletics team that's striking out 25% of the time versus right. He's a 220 average, 130 ISO. The thing here with Rasmussen, again, we saw the big jump in this one start. Is that sustainable? We'll see. The talent level is no joke. We know what Rasmussen can do. It's just do the Rays let him run with this skill set and go 85-plus pitches? Do they let him go Shane O'Mac on us and let him actually get the job done? That is the question with Drew Rasmussen. That's why he's not cash viable to me but does have some GPP appeal in his matchup versus the Oakland Athletics. Uh, going down cheaper, though, Zach Gallon at 7600 bucks against the Miami Marlins is slightly intriguing because I think most, if anybody goes to this game, they're going to go to Pablo Lopez. Gallon back-to-back 20-point performances, five or more innings and back-to-back starts, one run on the entire season, and back-to-back starts are five or more strikeouts, which is very, very nice. Again, at 7600 bucks doesn't bring a discount. It's a Marlins team striking out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So a guy like Zach Gallon at 7600 does bring a nice little price point in this matchup. And then if you're going to punt, here is your punt folks. And it's boomer busty. Like we like to do, but he's a punt for a reason. That is Christopher Paddock at $7,200 at the Baltimore Orioles. This may be the game that Orioles explode, but hear me out. Five innings or more in back-to-back starts, two runs or less, four or more Ks. Got you 19 points last time out. 7,200 bucks on this slate. You'll take 19 points. The other thing, again, this is why I say you should listen to bench with Bubba because we talk about a lot of this stuff. Paddock has joined the Twins, and Bundy is doing the same thing. Bundy got shelled this last time. That's why Paddock can get shelled at any moment, any moment. But what Paddock is doing, and we've said it for years of why we've attacked Chris Paddock, he's a two-pitch pitcher. Not anymore, my friends. Chris Paddock is a three-pitch 
pitcher, and he's been using his curveball to just a beautiful, beautiful success rate right now. He's, he's throwing it, I believe, over 20% of the time. I'm loading up his Savant page right now just to get accurate info for you. So right now he's got his fastball at 54%, still a little too rich for my blood, but the curveball at 21.2%, change up at 21.2%. He's going heavy curve change up to offset just the fat. It used to just be fastball change. That's it. And he like occasionally throw like a slide piece or something. He's really using this curveball a ton right now. If you look at his old charts, like that you go on, on um, Savant, it was basically a non-existent pitch in 2020, a little bit more in 2021. It's equaled out to the changeup as we just mentioned in 2022. If you look at the effectiveness of the curveball, this is where it gets real fun. Because one thing is they're throwing a 93 mile fastball. And if you can offset it with an 82 and a half mile hour changeup and a 76 mile hour curveball, that'll keep uh, hitters off balance. People, the hitters are hitting 385 off that uh, curveball, but the XBA is 257 with a 295 X slug and a 244 X Woba. So they've been overachieving tremendously with that. He's going to have 28.6% whiff rate on the curveball, 27.6% whiff rate on the change, 29.9% on the fastball. So his curveball is very, very effective. He's actually getting unlucky with his curveball, which is wild to say about Chris Paddock. So, again, anything can happen against Chris Paddock. If you've listened to the show for many years with me, you know my thoughts on Chris Paddock. But $7,200 on this slate, this slate that we're talking about, he is your punt play on this slate. So keep him in mind. So pitching, 10K, Pablo Lopez, love him tonight. Love him, love him, love him. Don't mind following it up with some Chris Bassett. If Max Freed comes in super low, oh, and I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Six-game slate, but I'm intrigued. Uh, Rasmussen, GPP play, don't trust the Rays to let him go. That's my only concern for cash, but a really strong play against the Oakland Athletics. Zach Gallon at 76 is great. Paddock at 72 is your boomer bust GPP play. Punt, going to be a fun slate. If I had to do cash, it would be Pablo Lopez and probably Chris Bassett if I could. If not, i just go Pablo Lopez, Zach Gallon in the same game in cash, maybe even in tournaments, but same game in cash, and then just load up the bats on the five other games. That's definitely an option you can do. Speaking of bats, let's crack a lacket. Catcher position for you on this six-game slate. Uh, you, you can go with some Drew uh, Sean Murphy versus Drew Rasmussen if you want to get get different. I don't hate it at forty three hundred bucks because Rasmussen will probably be way more popular than he should be. That's my only concern. So that makes it a little more intriguing. But in reality, you can just save some cash at the catcher's position. Uh, Kelly has been horrific for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but he's thirty three hundred bucks versus Lopez. Bit of a discount in his situation. Other than that, like Cal, Cal Raleigh at 2,600 versus Odorizzi, if he gets to start, whoever starting for Seattle at catcher, because I want to use Seattle to attack Odorizzi. Odorizzi's been garbage. It's amazing he's still in the rotation. So Seattle will be near my list to do on this slate. So I'd see who's catching for them. Um, I will say, uh, go to the page. Uh, Luis Torrens has been playing often. Tom Murphy has as well, but Luis Torrens is 37 hundo. He had a nice little value uh, if he gets the knock because he's. He came back on the 27th, and he's um, he caught in three straight games or played in three straight games, hitting two out of three games. So he'd be a guy to look at at 37 hundo for Seattle if he gets the break. But just check the lineups. You'll probably get some nice value at catcher on this slate. Uh, first base position, you can go to France. The Seattle Mariners are priced up, which is shocking. He's 6K. 6K. Like Tom Murphy, the catcher for Seattle, 5,100. Ain't paying that. I'll pay 37 for Torrens. Ain't paying 51 for Tom Murphy. Ty France is 6K. Interesting when you can get Vladito at 56 for Jomo. And I love Jomo. Don't get me wrong, but wowzers. But Ty Francis 6K is an intriguing tournament play because no one's rostering that play. Uh, but cheaper options, you know, you got Yuli Gurriel at 38. Sure, he does hit lefties well. He's just off to a really horrific start to the season. 
Uh, Luis Arias at first base, second base versus Tyler Wells at 34. Minnesota should be in play for you again. If you're fading Gallon or Paddock, Cooper's 3K, Mountcastle 29. Those could be some nice values on this one. Other than that, it's your usual suspects. Like Vadito's fine. Rizzo, I prefer him in Yankee Stadium. We talked about it at the end of last week, but he can play on this slate against Stripling because it's going to should be a lively game in Toronto. Uh, second base, Chisholm's day-to-day. So keep an eye on that, but I like him versus Gallon. Um, but going down in price tag, Brandon Lauber's Dalton Jeffries, uh, Tampa Bay will be a big play. I wish it was in Tampa, which sounds weird because Tampa Bay is a bad ballpark to hit him, but Oakland is that much worse. So uh, keep that in mind. But I think uh, Brandon Lau at 49 is worth a look for you. But Adam Frazier at 46, Abraham Toro at 43, both in play. I prefer Frazier over Toro. Don't mind either one, though. Um, below 4K, though, Glaber Torres, not a bad weekend. Kind of got it going a little bit. Not much on Sunday, but two hits on uh, Saturday, another uh, home run on Friday. Maybe maybe getting things going. He has multiple uh, DK points in four of his last six games. He's 37 hundo versus Ross Stripling to be a bit of a discount in him. Aledemus uh, Diaz will likely start versus the lefty Gonzalez at 32. He'll bring a bit of a discount. Um, if Chisholm is still out, John Birdie is 3K. Second base, third base should be hitting towards the top of that Miami lineup, which is pretty wild as well. Uh, third base position, you have, I'm not paying 54 for Eugenio. It's intriguing in a tournament. It really is because Odorizzi can get hit by the right-handed bats pretty well. But we're talking Eugenio Suarez here, which is uh, hitting 215 and sucking. But I'd rather go Bregman at 51 versus Marco Gonzalez. I'd rather go Austin Riley at 5K versus Chris Bassett in that scenario. Um, Joey Wendell's interesting if you're stacking Miami. Only if you're stacking Miami. I'm not paying 4900 for Joey Wendell in a one-off by any means. I'd rather pay 39 for Matt Chapman versus Montgomery, who I love. I'd rather pay 36 for Sheldon Noisy against Rasmussen, who I think Noisy just continues to get the job done. And he's a guy to keep on your radars for season long and DFS purposes. So those would be a couple guys to uh, to keep on the radar. And Baltimore has been playing Tyler Nevin a lot lately. Third base outfield eligible. Um, got got uh, a base knock, his first knock of the season in his last game against Boston, but he's played in three straight games for the uh, the Orioles. So he's 2K going up against Chris Paddock. That's a heck of a deal. Heck of a deal if you're fading Chris Paddock and you want to stack up some other value or make expensive plays in this late. Nevin at uh, 2K at third base is someone you can definitely look at. Uh, shortstop, J.P. Crawford is raking. 5,600. He's one of the first Mariners I've seen the inflated price. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'll pay it. That's fine. No problem. So uh, J.P. at 56 is on the board. Boba Shad at 52. If you're fading Jomo, he is in play for you. Um, a few others to uh, to take a peek at. Jeremy Pena, if you're stacking up Houston at 47, I'm on board with that. Um, other than that, though, Tyler Walls has been slowly getting it going for Tampa Bay, especially if Wander Franco is still out. Walls is third base shortstop eligible at 32 hundo. Like him more at shortstop than third base, but he's either way a nice little value on that regards. Jorge Mateo at 26 if you're fading Paddock. That's the thing with Paddock. Boomer bust GPP. But on the flip side, Baltimore, cheap, cheap, cheap. So you got a little bit of give and take in that one, which can make it really interesting when we start building those lineups on Monday. Um, last but not least, the outfield position for you on this slate. Acuna is Acuna, but Judge continues to rank. He's 58 hundo. Buxton is down to 57. I say down because he's been up so high. So that's very intriguing. I know he's been banged up. He's been day-to-day. Um, he returned on Sunday, went two for five with another home run. $5,700 feels like a gift. That's all I got to say. So Buxton is pretty sweet. I love Springer. I love Jomo, but Springer is on fire right now. So keep him in mind. I prefer Buxton 
but both are very intriguing plays. Jordan Alvarez, I don't care. He's facing a lefty. He's 51 hundo and he's crushing baseballs. So Jordan is a beast at 51 hundo. Kyle Tucker's up to 46. Um, raise your hands if you remember me telling you to play him while he's cheap. Okay, you can put your hands back down because it's still not done yet. He's going to hit the 5K range. I've been doing this long enough to let you know that um, while they suck, we keep playing them because they're going to go through a hot streak because this is who they are and this is what they will be. So enjoy it while they can in tournaments. I still like him at 46, stacking him up with Jordan and company. But again, enjoy it because it's going to get more expensive as the season goes on, maybe the next week or so. Um, some other options, uh, Rose Reina, if you're stacking Tampa Bay, is 42. That's a disc- discount I don't mind. Sed Mullins is only 4K. Like As much as I think Paddock's interesting in a tournament, I'm really starting to like this Baltimore value, and I'm hoping, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not alone in this one, so I'll have to keep an eye on that. Dyer is great at giving us uh, ownership numbers in this the, the, the Discord as well. Lourdes Gurriel at 39. Uh, I like, we guys know my thoughts on Lourdes hitting fourth or fifth. Always sub 4K for the Jays. Sounds good to me. Uh, Aaron Hicks, if you're stacking the Yanks, I'm on board. Julio Rodriguez hit an absolute moonshot on Sunday for his first Ding Dong City visit. He's 3700 versus Odorizzi. Love that price point. Like, all these Mariners are expensive. We get J-Rod at 37. Like, Clinic has been dog poop. If you really feel frisky, go for it. But I'll take I'll take J-Rod at 37 all day long. Uh, a few others, Max Kepler's crushing the baseball. He's 3400 I've written him up in, like, three different articles over the last, like, four days. Uh, Paven Smith is intriguing at 31 if you're looking for just a value with Arizona versus May. He's one of the only consistent things going on in Arizona right now. Uh, Josh Lotus got sent to AAA. So it was cool. He got to hit cleanup for a few days for cheap. He gone for now. Uh, McCormick, Chaz McCormick, probably leading off for Houston. He's 3K. That's a, an extreme Houston value there. Anthony Santander and Austin Hayes, both 29 hundo for Baltimore. I'm just I'm sucked into Baltimore. Hayes has been straight in Fuego, hitting over 400 the last week and like 350 in his last two weeks. So he's awesome. We know what Santander can do. I like them both. I like Hayes more, but both are really, really intriguing plays for us on this slate. Uh, a few others to take a peek at, depending on lineups. Like Mark Conn is only 2,600. The power production has not been there for Conn. Even like the barrel rates and stuff have not been great, but he's hitting for a really good average. He know, you can steal some bags. If the Mets get going, Conn will be a part of it. So he's 2,600 bucks. Not a bad value. Uh, Trevor Larnick, another interesting value if you're ta- stacking Minnesota. Um, he's got double-digit fantasy points in four of his last five games. Really swinging a good back. He was a big-time prospect that just fizzled last year. And uh, maybe, you know, Kirilov going down, he's going to get his chance. Excuse me. So Larnick at 25 is a nice little uh, value play on this position. And then other than that, like you got your penders, you got some of those guys down here. But And then Tyler Nevin, again, third base outfit eligible for Baltimore at $2,000. So you're getting a nice, nice value on that one. All right, pitcher's position, recapping things here. 10K, Pablo Lopez, sign me up. Sign me up for Pablo at 10K. Don't mind Bassett or Freed. I prefer Bassett over Freed, but both are intriguing. Drew Rasmussen, tournament only, probably very popular play. Uh, Zach Gallon, I like a lot. Same with Chris Paddock as a boomer bust GPP play. But the more I see Baltimore's prices... Might not be using Paddock unless, because of the prices, Baltimore becomes chalk. We might be using some Chris Frick and Paddock. So buckle up, folks. But I think in cash, you can almost just go Pablo Lopez, Chris Bassett, or Pablo Lopez, and even go Zach Gallon to stack up the pitchers in that one game for cash and load up elsewhere. If you're stacking, though, I love a Minnesota-Baltimore game stack. I love it. We talk about it. Dyer talks about it in the chat that Minnesota's such a boomer bust offense. We saw them boom recently. I think they can against Wells. Wells is a good young pitcher, but doesn't go deep. So you get a lot of Baltimore bullpen. And he's got his ups and downs if he's not like blowing the ball past people. 
Uh, the ballpark is playing much more pitcher friendly in Baltimore, so I'll have to keep an eye on that. But I think Minnesota is very, very intriguing. I think Toronto versus Jomo, and I love Jomo, could be one of your more contrarian plays. Seattle's my favorite stack. I'm going to keep attacking on Rizzi until the sun goes down. So I think that's a great one. Don't mind Tampa Bay versus Jeffries. Prefer Seattle in that matchup. Again, Baltimore versus Cheap Paddock. So Baltimore-Minnesota game stack, Seattle. That's where I'm starting my builds right there. You can mix in some Tampa. You can mix in some Toronto. Even mix in some Yankees if you want. I don't mind any of those. The last thing I look at is Houston versus Marco Gonzalez. But I'm in a perfect world and a still entry. I want Minnesota-Baltimore with Seattle. Seattle is my stack. Maybe a little Minnesota-Baltimore sprinkled in throughout it. That's where I'd be starting my games on this slate. So there you go, folks. Told you. In, out. Six-game Monday slate. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTR. We'll get you in the free Fantasy DGNs Discord. Just ask. It's free. Send you a link. In, out, done. But what I could really appreciate from you guys, a little rate review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits and Bench with Bubba, if you guys can. If you'd like to watch the show instead of listen to the show, go check out the Fantasy DGNs YouTube channel. Great stuff going on there between Quick Hits, Bench with Bubba, and the Always Pressing DFS podcast. All right, you got me, Mark. Let me pull up the early slates. Uh, Mark Ray's in the chat asking, any thoughts on the early slates? Uh, so let me pull them up real quick, and I will see if I can finagle any quick hits for you here because this is MLB DFS quick hits, and I'm just loading it. Just give me two more seconds. Um, Two-game early slate is what you're looking for here. And we talk about this in the, in the Discord all the time. Even if I'm not playing it, guys are in there playing because that's what they do. You got KC, St. Louis. You got LA, Chicago White Sox. Um, you got Cease for Sandoval. And you got Mats versus Granky. Well, the easy answer here is Stack Kansas or Stack St. Louis versus Granky. That's where I'd start my day. Um, Cease and Sandoval be your top pitchers by far. I think Sandoval is a very sneaky play against. Um, Against the White Sox, a White Sox team striking out nearly 23% of the time versus lefties, but they have a ton of power versus lefties. So keep that in mind. That's the scary part. But Cease will be the most popular play on this slate. Um, I think a Sandoval-Steven uh, Matz pairing can be super unique compared to that. And then you could stack up uh, St. Louis and the Angels. That's where I would go for now. St. Louis is your best stack. It's going to be the most popular stack. Cease will be your most popular pitcher. So that's where I would go. Um, you can play C's if you want. You can play C Sandoval and then just roll bats in Kansas City, St. Louis. Or you can play Sandoval, Mats, and then stack up St. Louis and the Chicago White Sox. That's where I would go on this one, Mark. Uh, again, join us in the Discord if you'd like. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll chat it up some more for sure. But that'll do it, folks. Six-game main slate coming at you on a Monday. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow night to break down Tuesday's full slate of action. I hope you guys have a good one. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Monday, May 2nd edition. I'm out.